0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, the 14th of July, 2020. And unfortunately, I think it's something that we can all agree about, that there is a lack of gratitude in the world in which we live. In fact, it seems like gratitude and An attitude of thanksgiving is declining while attitudes of entitlement are on the rise. Where instead of hearing thank you, you're more likely to hear someone talking about how they deserve more. Well, what attitude should a Christian have? And this is something that we talked about at Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley this last Sunday. When we look at certain truths in the Bible... We should respond and our lifestyle should be one of humble gratitude. We saw on Sunday in John chapter 6, how do we respond to phrases when Jesus teaches that no one can come to him unless the father who sent him draws him? How should we respond to a truth like that? We should respond with humility and with gratitude, realizing that the blessings we have in Christ aren't something that I can look at and say, I deserve or I earned that. But instead, they are gracious gifts that have been given to us from God. And we're going to see similar truths today as we open up the book of Ephesians. And we're also going to see this humble gratitude exemplified when we look at 1 Chronicles and King David. As we start the book of Ephesians today, we see one of the most amazing passages in all of scripture, starting in verse three and going through verse 14, really a big run on sentence in uh, the ancient Greek, but it's going to describe so much of what we have in Christ. And again, we're going to be reminded that we don't deserve this. In fact, that we're going to read that he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. And in love, he predestined us for adoption as sons. And we have to admit that wasn't based on on me or my works or the good things that I've done. It was based on, as it says there, his love. And so we want to respond to these truths with thanksgiving and with joy and humility to God. So what I want to do this morning even is I want to read all the way from verse 3 through verse 14. And what I would like you to do, even as you've read through this, is I want you to pick out at least a few different phrases from this passage for you to meditate on today and for you to really latch on to, to express your gratitude to God. So let me read from Ephesians chapter 1. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. So again, I want you to find some different phrases in there that resonate with you today as you seek to express humble gratitude to God. And one that jumps out at me there is at the beginning when it talks about how we have been blessed in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Because of Christ, you have access to every spiritual blessing. Uh, Maybe you have the experience where, you you know, um, you may, and this might not always be what you should do, but you you may have done it, right? Where someone else has a subscription to some, you know, online streaming service and they give you their username and their password. And and so you log in through their account, and because of their account, now you have access to the full library of, of, of whatever it is. Well, in Christ, because we have now have access through his account into every spiritual blessing in Christ. As a Christian, we can say we will never be spiritually in need, that we have access to whatever spiritual blessing that we need because of Christ. And that access We cannot say by any stretch, by any definition, we cannot say, well, yes, I have this access because I earned it, because I paid for it, or because I did this, or because I did that. No, we have it in Christ. Let that fill our hearts with gratitude today. And, and now I want us to look at someone who exemplifies this gratitude that we're talking about as we look in First Chronicles, and we'll focus mostly on 17 today, even though we read verses or chapters 17 through 19. First Chronicles chapter 17, we see God making promises to David. He promises that his throne, the 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 throne of his son will be established forever. Verse 12 there, he says, he shall build a house for me and I will establish his throne forever. And remember, this is when David says, hey, I want to build the temple. And God actually comes back through the prophet and says, no, you're not going to do it. But then goes on to say, your son is going to do it. And I'm going to establish his throne forever. But I want us to focus in on the response of David starting in verse 16. Which says, Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me thus far? And this is a small thing in your eyes, O O God. You have also spoken of your servant's house for a, a great while to come and have shown me future generations, O Lord God. And what more can David say to you for honoring your servant? Now, look at how I start. Who am I and, and what is my house? May that be the response of your heart and my heart when we're confronted with truths, wonderful truths that in Christ we have access to every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Who am I and what is my house? This should be the humble gratitude that should be the cry of your heart and my heart today. Let's look at our, our Psalms portion of scripture today, Psalm 83. We finished the Psalm doing verses nine through 18, Psalm 83, nine through 18. So yesterday we see he's, he's frustrated and he's bringing his, his request to God, asking for his help, pouring out all the the problems and how the people are coming and saying, hey, let's wipe out Israel. And in verse nine, he says, do to them as you did to Midian, As to Sisera and Jabin at the river Kishon, who were destroyed at Endor, who became dung for the ground, make their nobles like Oreb and Zeeb, and all their princes like Zeba and and Zalmunna, who said, let us take possession for ourselves of the pastures of God. Now, if those names sound familiar to you, some of those names we've read about in the book of Judges. And these were, you know, foreign rulers who came and were defeated by judges like Deborah with the help of Barak and also by Gideon. So as he is calling out to God for help now, he is bringing to mind the ways that God has helped in the past. And again, that's why it is so crucial for us as Christians to remember. That's why we want to read through the Bible together so we can remember these great things that God has done. This is why I want you to remember personally the great things that God has done for you so that when you're asking God for help with the next trial, you can say, oh, well, God, just like you did this, just like you did that. I know personally in the process now in the second year of planning a church, Well, there's so many times where there's some new problem, some new obstacle to overcome, but I can look back and now see a couple years of the ways God has provided here and God has provided there. And that helps me as I am praying about whatever is next. And I love, again, what's, what's the purpose of the prayer verse 18, that they may know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, whose name is Yahweh are the most high over all the earth. Again, we see his purpose in prayer is not for his own comfort or his own deliverance. He wants God to be glorified. May that be the purpose in your prayers as well. And speaking of prayer, that's the note that I want to make as we look at Luke chapter 6 today, verses 12 through 19. And one thing we see there is the listing of the 12 disciples whom Christ now calls apostles. But notice verse 12, how it starts in these days he went out to the mountain to pray and all night he continued in prayer to god and when day came he called his disciples and chose from them 12 so i've always thought how you know it doesn't seem like first 12 is just out there on its own it seems like hey he spent all night in prayer and then he came down and chose the 12 disciples and just a good reminder to us when we're about to make big decisions like he was in choosing the 12 disciples, what better way can we prepare for these decisions than by devoting time to prayer? And in Psalm 83, let us reminder, let the purpose of that prayer be the glory of God. And then as we see from Ephesians and first Chronicles, let's also remember anytime we're praying to God, may the attitude in which we are bringing that prayer be one of humble gratitude, knowing that the reason Christ is listening, the reason God is listening is because we are in Christ. And this is not something that we deserve. It is a gracious gift. And because of Christ, we have access to every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.